Hi, this is Frank Muller, and this is Is It Right or Is It Easy? These podcasts are available on both Spotify and iTunes under the same name, or you can go directly to our website, write-or-easy.com, write-or-easy.com. Today's meditation, and I approach this subject recognizing that it is fraught with emotion, is a discussion of the purposes of families, and from that, the dignity of life. This is one of the most important teachings of the faith. That is, that life is holy, that life is sanctifiable, that life has dignity, and that life is meant to be creative, and the ultimate exposition of creativity is procreativity, that is life begetting life. For it is when we come to this understanding that ethics, morality, the nature of good and evil, and the nature of free will, and what love actually means, naturally and logically and intrinsically flows. However, this teaching can also be arrived at by reason logic, our minds, especially when combined with an anthropological study of human development or destruction and flourishing or regression. We have a vast trove of data spanning back thousands of years of human existence And the anthropologists know full well the potential of barbarity amongst people and the occasional potential of truth and beauty and goodness. Why then this modern attack on the sanctity of life, this, the purpose of procreation and the actual meaning of our existence. Why cause that, that which was since the time of Christ, the driving force for flourishing of the many reasons. One stands out in my mind as a significant causal factor. Since the advent of modern birth control and the 
quote, freedom, unquote, it gave men and women who could then, without consequences, on their own, redefine life, marriage, and sex, that the foundations of truth, beauty, and goodness were now eroded by this ability to redefine the very things that are the nature of love and good. See, the pursuit of sexual pleasure began to become an end unto itself. That is, sex without consequences or inconveniences, namely a baby, um, makes it, of course, it's pleasurable. It's, 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 it's a pleasure now without burden. Um, and therefore, it's meaning both at a spiritual, immoral, and ethical level, but at a biological level. It's now been interrupted. This redefinition of the marital act into a self-centered desire for pleasure alone as the end set aside, the biological end of creating life, and as a result, satisfies the end of presenting or ultimately terminating an innocent life. Wow. Thus, our impulses become our driver and our reason becomes its slave. Humans who rose above the animals now devolve into an animal who procreates though without purpose. It's simply the perpetuation of the species, but there is no love, no true love. It has been lost. Once the most intimate thing in human existence, life, the procreation, the creation of life can be reduced to simply a carnal desire that can be fulfilled as the end in and of itself, putting the word love in there now, instead of simply what it is, sex for the purpose of procreation, the rupture between reason and truth became acute. It like is a great blinding, a slavery that takes over us. People now believe that we can have our cake and eat it too without consequences whatsoever. Hmm, is that true? Since then, the breakdown of families, the rise in crime, the rise in substance abuse, the rise in suicides, the rise of partisanship and factions, the rise of the loss of civil discourse, on and on, anthropologists, regardless of spiritual, ethical, political beliefs, do not dispute the decline of society and the rise of the ills. The only thing that's in dispute 
is the conversation over the causality. This is where we should focus. Now, this is not to suggest in any way that these things did not exist before, but those sins had to lurk in the dark. Now they parade in the open and they become accepted as a good regardless of whether the long-term consequences are good, a form of delusional illogic. I know this is sensitive and it is violently emotional at times, even for Christians, as most Christians themselves now practice contraception and thus the hypocrisy of Christians condemning abortion yet practicing contraception creates a moral and spiritual conundrum. We speak out of both sides of our mouths. Even if Roe v. Wade is turned over, which by the way, will not in any way settle this issue of the heart, Christians still fail to realize that in that there is still no victory. Contraception will continue for simply the pleasure and the freedom supposedly it brings. The day after pill will simply go to the black market just like every other illegal drug because the demand for sex without consequences won't go away. And the issue will simply become a case of selective enforcement depending upon political expediency of the party or judge that is in power at the time. It's the same problem spinning and spinning and spinning, but everyone's ignoring the cause. So the real choice may be about taking control and loving responsibility for our procreative actions so that those become in alignment through our free wills, subjugating our base emotions to the greater goods. They correspond now with anthropological and biological truth and the right ordering of nature in our lives. In other words, the real fix to any individual or society societal problem is almost always a moral one. And that moral one centers on the definition of truth and of love and of beauty. Within the confines of marriage, this takes the marital act and creates a mutual responsibility of two who become one to create one. Couples can take control of their bodies simply with good planning. Sure, sex is a pleasurable thing, but ultimately we must bear and own the responsibilities. I'm attaching a link below to what most of us learned in our um, first biology class about procreation um, is the natural fertility cycle of women. And that this 
can be practiced so that for families who, for good reason, cannot afford a child or um, they, they have other health concerns that are um, vital to their own existence, can engage in the sexual act within the confines of marriage in freedom, but to do so with planning, not with drugs. And should the birth or the baby be conceived, that they accept lovingly the responsibility still. How beautiful the world will be. We can simply abstain and gain control of our impulses. By the way, this goes far and beyond just sex, but spending too much money, drinking too much alcohol, indulging in drugs, laziness at work, whatever those things that feel good, but ultimately are not. We all know that if we want to get into shape, we must suffer. We must work. We must abstain. We must engage in other activities that aren't always pleasurable in our sacrifices. You see, we are not animals. And our passions can be controlled by our will. They can. It's an anthropological, biological truth that in most every instance, not prepared to say all, but in most every instance, a healthy human being can control their passions through the act of our will. This discipline in restraining our impulses carries over to a potential whole host of benefits like controlling our spending, restraining our temper, moderating our language and our tone, eschewing programming that is seeking to exploit our passions for profit. On and on, we know from our reason that our growth in virtue and happiness is directly related to denying ourselves the pleasures of vices and wrongs. Yes, vices and wrongs can be pleasurable, but not good for us over the long haul. Human beings, we grow in maturity to the extent that we learn to control those passions and to grow in virtue. We see this beautiful process and how children can be raised. And it is clear that children who are taught, and by the way, more importantly, that children observe, that denial of errant passions and this embrace of virtue and truth grow them in stature and lasting happiness, including, by the way, science teaches us, living longer. Interesting. As people hear just by the fact that you're listening to this podcast or reading this post, seeking truth about all things in life, and as people called by seeking that truth, to seek the good of others, because the good is the truth. I encourage us all to review the link to the video and to share it with your friends and family members as simply an opportunity not to, to condemn or to judge, but to point out a different way and to begin the investigation of the facts around the consequences to our choices and how we can make better choices 
that support the facts that it leads to flourishing in happiness. Then thoughtfully pray and consider over this. So if the time is right and the subject can be lovingly presented without harshness or condemnation, though speaking clearly and with the facts, say this to our young men and women so that they can have an opportunity to at least consider this information and to meditate over it for a long time, not just for five minutes. The soul of a society is the family. And how this family is ordered in terms of faith, morals, and truth, both those revealed by our creator and by our ability to come to them through reason, determines our real freedom and joy. May peace be with us all.